When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, and welcome to RPG from Scratch, design episode number 54. I'm your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Liam. I'm actually here. Doug. Hello. And Max. Bloody Brown. <laughs> and oh, you uh, you sent me a message. We were trying to find out the name of that. It was the, yes, the Kitsepo Fancy Tusks. The Kitsepo Fancy Tusks, also known as the Bloody Browns. All right. I like it's the New York Metropolitans. No one calls them that. No. Speaking of the Metropolitans, uh, Orion and I finished Ghostbusters two last night, and it was fantastic. Did he enjoy the ghost busting? He loved the ghost busting. Great. He, was, was he little little spooked at the spook, spooky stuff? Little spooked, um, especially when the tub tried to eat the baby. Yeah. Um, but That's spooky. It is spooky. Um, but uh, he loved it when um, I was like, "What was your favorite part? Was it when the Statue of Liberty walks through the streets of New York?" And he goes, "That was good." But I liked it when the toaster danced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get into today um, and follow-ups from last week. But I'm, I want to get through a couple small things real quick. Marksman has an ability called Banked Shot, okay? Uh-huh. It's in step three, and it says you can bounce a shot off an object to strike an enemy with the ricochet. And the effect is you may fire at a hard object within range to force your projectile to change direction to hit a target. You must have direct line of sight to the object, and the object must have line of sight to the target. For each bounce, the weapon or ability's damage is reduced by five tiers. If it would be reduced below tier one, it cannot hit. The projectile can only move a maximum number of spaces equal to the ability's range. So you shoot something, it'll only go as far as the thing could normally go, but you can bounce it off things to hit yeah. the target uh-huh. and reduces its damage, but it's cool. And its range is functionally reduced Based on how much damage you could do. As Correct. Well. And and it is a feature, which means they can do it whenever they want, on any ability they want, even when they, even if they're not firing an arrow, they're using a ranged spell. Uh-huh. Banked shot, banking something means curving it, generally. Uh-huh. Um, do we just want to change it to ricochet? Sure. Yes. Yeah? Okay. I can't think of a better name. I didn't know that's what, I knew an embankment, but I didn't know what that meant. Well, like, um, when you take the interstate and you go off on an exit, and the exit is curved. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that is a banked curve. Yeah, it's a banked yeah. curved because it tilts your car. Interesting. All right, that's changed. Um, now, Scoundrel, Scoundrel's ambush tactics, piercing, says that your attacks with piercing weapons are treated as sneak attacks. Yes. Uh, guys, sneak attacks got lost in the weeds yep. yeah. a while ago. What do what does what does ambush tactics do now? I'm going to pull up the PDF and see if it still says... What do we think? What do we think a sneak attack should be? Should we think? Should I don't. It, I don't want to think of it as sneak attack. I want yeah. to think of it as like a what, dirty, a dirty trick, a going for the vitals. A so what should it do? Should it just deal extra damage? Right. Yeah. That's d- what that's, a sneak attack. That's what it. That's did. the premise. Yeah. With uh, could it have like a stun. No. Well, let's see what the wording is. If it, you know, okay. like what mm-hmm. the. I'm bringing it up real quick because it's like depending on the context. Is this a sneak attack? 
there's a group of bandits that are huddled around a campfire. You're in the forest. They don't know it. Or is no, it like I, middle of combat? Someone's back is to you. I, I don't want to me- mechanically change what we right. had that happen. Right, right, right. I do think it does need to be renamed. Okay. So the note I have, and I, I don't think we actually talked about this on the podcast. Your attacks with piercing weapons, this is the, prem, the proposed uh-huh. change, deal extra damage on hit. And that extra damage is 7 plus level equals tier. So it would start off at... Seven is two D six. Extra two D six at at level zero. Yeah. Okay. All right. Easy enough. But Done. it's not a sneak attack. What it what what should it be called? Does extra damage on hit. Okay. That's it's just, just it? it's just ambush right. tactics piercing. Because right now, what ambush tactics is does different stuff for different weapons. Right now, ambush tactics is piercing gets the extra damage. So two D six at level zero. Uh-huh. Bashing they deal endurance as additional damage, as well as lowering the target's dodge by two until the start of your next turn. Oof. That's rough. It's good. Cutting, this is the most complex. If a target takes damage from your cutting weapons, it begins bleeding, taking bleed damage at the end of its turn or until it dies or is healed. The damage increases by one tier for each time cutting damage is applied to your, oh, is oh. applied by your character. If there are two characters with this ability, their bleed damage increases independently of one another. Yes. The bleed damage is one plus half your level rounded down for dice tier. Makes me want to play Zoro so bad. <laughs> Carve the Z. You're going to put a bunch of Zs in them, really get that damage up. I love that. Just turn. All right. He takes bleed damage. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know Blunt seems like, compared to just the base extra damage or the potential of a DOT, I know the Blunt seems a little worse. Taking two to dodge. Mm-hmm. If you got a motherfucker team, you're like, I'm not even here to do damage, motherfucker. I'm just here to make sure you can't move. Yeah. Yep. Make you miserable. The, yeah. addi- the additional flat damage of your endurance is also makes it worthwhile as well. Yeah, it's not just a, it's not mm-hmm. just support. Because also you you get the extra plus two as yeah. well. Um, okay, and you can keep that rolling. So um, on the scoundrel ability, sweep the leg. You can tell which which ones I'm working on at a time. Yes. Currently, it says you make a basic melee attack. If it hits, the target is knocked flat, and it just does normal damage. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Should we remove or reduce? Or make the damage conditional on sweep the leg because the effect of sweep the leg is so backbreaking. Like knocking a target mm-hmm. flat. Maybe if you do it, you can choose to deal less damage and knock the target flat. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about it, and it's it's that's it's just a lot at once. That's the biggest debuff I think anybody can apply. <laughs> yeah, but like also good. Yeah, like scoundrel solid, and I I like traps. And while sweep the leg is good, would you choose sweep the leg over helmet splitter? context dependent but often yeah i mean it's it's especially if you have somebody who has helmet that's splitter. the thing <laughs> well they'll also but, have executioner yeah. which knocks them flat i think that the problem is is it's first of all being knocked flat and still dealing damage so you're it's a damage dealing yes. attack you're knocking them down which which is going to grant them uh it's going to make it hard for them to get up without taking opportunity is attacks. this an encounter no it's is not that will. will yeah okay that makes yeah fair and also it is a um it's crowd control. Like you're, you're oh, keeping them from running away. Mm-hmm. That's I. It's a lot. It's so good. But do we do we want to make the knocked flat conditional, or do we want to make the no, damage lower? The knocked flat has to be the thing that it does. Okay. Then maybe. We'll... Uh, I, if we're gonna do this though, I'd rather have remove melee half damage. Okay. I want to be able to knock someone flat with a shot. What's the limit on on knock who flat. you can knock them flat? I'm sorry? Like, what's the limit? Like, I can't walk over to a stone giant and sweep the leg. The uh, enemies will have conditional yes. immunities to things like this. 
So for instance, it'll say this giant can't be tripped. You know, it can't be knocked flat or whatever. If it's a millipede, it's like no, yeah. I have a billion <laughs> sweep, legs. Sweep, yeah. sweep, sweep the, leg. the legs. It's, it's like just whoop, just picks yeah. up as you. <laughs> a snake. A snake. It's like I'm already on the ground. Yeah. yeah. This is a realistic know. world. We don't have uh, stone monsters. <laughs> you know what I'm fucking saying? Ridiculous. Come on, whatever. Doug. All right, the giant, the fucking giant turtle with the city on its back. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't gonna sweep the leg on that thing. No. <laughs> its leg is the size of a city block. That city would be fucked, though, right? I mean, it I could, would, I could yeah. put the text in there that it's conditional to like creatures of your size. Are creatures smaller. of your size are smaller, but I think the big monsters are just <laughs> well. Well, there should be some monsters that can that can yeah. be swept, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. AT-ATs can be swept. Yeah, it's a terrible design. Not, not, yeah. not by not not by a human though, unless you have the the you know the tools to do Look, it. Look, if if I can suplex a train. In Final Fantasy VII, we can sweep the leg of a giant monster. <laughs> Depending. If we just do things just because Final Fantasy said it was okay, we'll be here all night trying to make sense of like all We could just run around the legs with a rope. Yeah. So, so the ranged I'm, I'm torn on because it's such it's the most powerful debuff in our game. And being forced to go into melee is its own risk-reward scenario. And also, how would you... You just shoot them and they fall. Yeah, but you, you gotta hit them. Like, sure, you have velocity coming with that, but you're also course. dealing half damage. Yeah, like the so the, the but the, that's what that's what I think is doing. That's the trade off. but also that's what I think is doing the sweeping. Well, yeah, with happens. a with a ranged attack, if you hit them hard enough to knock them off their feet, you should be dealing more damage. With a melee attack, you're sacrificing maybe a killing shot for a leg to to, to get their to get your weapon yeah. under them. But this this is not a lot. The, a lot of this conversation is what isn't realistic. It's making no. sure paths still interact. No, I, I I agree and I understand. This is also the the reason why I'm I'm a little iffy on it is just because the most powerful debuff from ranged, without the danger of getting into melee, mm-hmm. is pretty severe. Because yes. then you could <laughs> you could be a uh, a fire mage and sweep the leg with a fireball. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, the context of knocking them flat makes sense if you hit them with a hard enough attack, but I think that that goes counter to the fact to the, that we want to yeah. reduce the damage of this because of the strength of the debuff. So you're saying just limit it only to melee attacks? Well, right, that's what it currently is. Or or we take away the damage completely, mm-hmm. which doesn't also, doesn't feel but right then if it's ranged, so if it's But then, then if it's a ranged thing and you take away all damage completely, then what the fuck is even happening, you know, that, you're, that you're, knocks them over? You're knocking them over, yeah. yeah you're, oh, I see what you're saying. You're targeting yeah. well enough and hitting a spot. You might not even be hitting them, but they're just like, oop. I think the crowd control options for ranged abilities are pretty great right but now. But remember, we... Yeah, but we're we, looking... I'm looking for scoundrel marksman so, crossover more than anything else. Scoundrel marksman crossover, uh, they get the benefit of Venom Strike. Yes. And, and all the Venoms as well. But they don't as well get as, as well as traps, yeah. which are way better for ranged attackers. Then, then, okay, but if we all right, if we want to keep this, and then it's it's minor damage for melee attacks. I think we do need to make a ranged version so they don't have a dead at will. Because we have the close combat archers as well. Why would it so be? A, why, why would it be a dead at will? If you're if you're a long mm-hmm. shot bowman. But if someone comes with an at, up okay, with an okay. at will no, no, thrown sure, sure, up sure. on you, but follow 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 me on this for a sec. If you're a long shot bowman and you just Fight your range all day. Yeah, the GM is one day gonna have someone run up on sure. you, and you can't run away fast enough. to totally. sweep the leg with won't your, that be with your, and you're also far more likely to hit it because you're both dex classes. Yeah, and won't that be great? But also, 
What about there will be whole campaigns well that this will never come up. Maybe, but uh, but I I I don't I like, don't necessarily see it as a problem if 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 a range if you decide to go ranged with that character, you always have that in your back pocket as like your special safety move that no one suspected. Yeah, yeah, And there is something neat about that. I just is and and if you and if you're if you're really if, fragile, if this, if this was an encounter, I would definitely be screwed. Like you can't leave an encounter on the table. Right, but if you that's but, devastating. But if you mm. but if you're a ranged guy and you don't like you can't do anything good up close. They get close. You can't get away. Yeah, sweep the leg. He's on the ground. You fucking run. And you're like, likely to hit because the same you have the same attack stat. Yeah, but I think can we split it between the long range marksman and the short range? So the problem is that. Um, so, so, so I, I don't I, want to be that nitty gritty. Here's, okay. here's the th- here's the reason why I think it's not as big of a problem as it sounds like for for sweep the leg to be melee conditional is because at step one marksman you get pinning shot, and you True. you just pin them in place. Yeah. And All right. Having a melee version that being not knocking somebody flat is better than just immobilizing them. Totally. But wait, is it? Yeah. Because well, you give an advantage up. to other people too, uh, except for you, where you get a debuff. No, uh, oh, you mean for ranged attacks? Yeah. yeah. Whereas the... I, I don't think being not flat is our worst debuff. <laughs> oh, I do. For Well, I mean, in, in terms of, like, reducing range damage, the problem is that you have to get up, and you have to spend actions to do that. And if you if you want to try to save economy of actions, you're going to provoke opportunity attacks. And it's brutal. It's 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 way worse than being immobilized where you still have all your defenses. True. Like, uh, if, you're, if you're knocked flat, you have no dodge. Like, well, your, your dexterity from dodge is eliminated. I don't know. I, I feel like because they're both step, you get two immobilizing things in step one, right? You can knock somebody yeah. flat in melee, or you can pin them with pinning shot. All right, half damage though. Yeah, feel that full damage on a crit. I uh, I like that. If you crit, it deals full it's, damage. It just deals full that's, damage. That it deals fair. max damage. Mm. It's yeah. st- it's still a crit. Yeah, it's still crit. Crit doesn't change based on where you hit. Like that guy doesn't have an Achilles tendon anymore. You're just like, boop, oh. Like nothing, or, nothing below the knee. <laughs> that, my friend, is a good compromise. Or just even the idea of like he is not flat. It was primarily on his head. Mm-hmm. Just, he, <laughs> did, he dead now. <laughs> Concussed. So does because taking take someone away? taking someone's doing half damage on a on a crit. Yeah, that but, feels way worse than taking half. Even on it, you're like whatever. Then, I knocked on, him prone. I don't care. And on those you rare crit, circumstances, you're like, boom, yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. It, you feel really good when that would happen. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like pinning shot is weird. For a close combat, it's weirder than being you know, if you're flat. Away. Yeah, are you no, gonna be I'm, I'm, a close I combat? I mean, are you gonna be doing pinning shot. In you tell me that combat? wasn't it. Does Hell that, yeah, you will be. I know it was in some Robin Hood movie where he's like right up on him and he just lowers the thing and just shoots his foot right there. Like yeah. it's got to be. I've only seen one Robin Hood movie. I don't know. Oh, is it a zero? <laughs> the uh, the Disney zero Locksley right? thirty. I watched that with my dad. Is it what? Oh, the the new one they made two years ago. Oh, what, that, zero Loxley thirty. Oh, because they yeah. modernize everything and it and it it is it it's like zero dark thirty. But when you say Robin modern, Hood. like like it's like twenty twenty, and he's got a rifle. Or no, it's like twenty eighteen, it, right? and all of the riot, all of the shields that the like they use are like riot shields with holes cut in them. They use Molotov cocktails. All of the suits look absurdly modern which is a, oh aesthetic. so it's still air quotes oh, yeah. in the past but but there is a modernization to the kind of past that they gotcha. have that's okay. that is a really interesting aesthetic that i really like that is wasted on that movie so i've got um well to to throw ranged scoundrel a bone here i was gonna say because i don't know range scoundrels are fine right now 
uh, we'll see this. Venom button. Strike actually was not ranged um, compliant. I would like to add it to ranged attacks. Totally. That may 100% make sense. For a recap, Venom Strike is a scene ability. You coat your weapon in a Venom of your choice and strike. You apply a Venom of your choice to a weapon as part of this attack. Declare which Venom you intend to use before the attack. Once struck, the creature is now affected by that Venom. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay. So you can do it with a melee weapon or a ranged weapon. So uh, it normally with Venoms... C- could I specify not magic? I don't think you. I don't think that's. Yeah, it says, it says weapon. Weapon. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. want to make sure you're not rubbing. <laughs> Rub it on your wand. I, fireball. I would. I my would wand like, shoots venom. Dude, I would like an interaction. I would like an interaction, perhaps between death and other casters, where you're like, also, this firebolt has fucking yeah miasma on it. Uh, would be interesting. <laughs> death. This is not the way to do it. Death absolutely has that. Yeah. Um, also, if you're uh, if you're a death mage and. Um, Somebody's affected by venom and other banes. You have abilities that compound Can spread it. banes. Yeah. So uh, not just there is an ability to spread any bane you wish. Yes. But then there's uh, there's one to. I uh, like the idea of spreading poison too because it's mm-hmm. so gross. The thing that you think that has to happen for that to be true. Mm-hmm. And then there's an ability that affects all enemies that can see you. <laughs> that they take additional damage uh, that's multiplied by the amount of banes affecting them. Fuck you. Oh, that's so good. So scoundrel plus death sounds sounds pretty good. Okay, so venom strike it's changed. It's melee melee or ranged. Let's see. Last episode we talked about rolling for group skills. So just to real quick to revisit that, we're talking about group skills in the sense that some of them require everybody to pass. However, instead of having everybody roll individually, there is a base difficulty per character that's multiplied by the number of of characters that have to roll, and then you have to beat the total of what that difficulty is for specific instances. Also, if there's a fixed difficulty, say, of breaking an object, group roles are combined, but there might be a limit on how many people can attempt them just because of physical space in the area. Yeah. yeah. Or the fact that you're in combat and you have to trade off and take turns. Like seven people opening a window is probably not... Uh... Yeah, you can't fit. <laughs> you can fit. <laughs> to, probably two is a, if it's a normal house size window. A hangar door, however... Now, I'm going to break apart, I, I, in my notes here, I'm going to just completely smash apart the skill check section into individual use cases. And the primary skill check se- section will we'll talk about, will basically tell you how a GM can make skill checks. And there will be specific use cases to help against that. So I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. It seems actually pretty intuitive. Yeah. All right, because because uh, the one that seems unintuitive but I kind of like is sneak, where you got a couple characters in your group that suck at sneaking, but if you're rolling on a group, if you're rolling to sneak past a fixed difficulty as a group, that means that the people who are shitty at sneaking don't have to spend momentum. You know, yeah. they can kind of rely on on the people who are better at it, and the difficulty will just have to be changed to match the average yeah. case. Um, I like or, that. Or even you could do something where, like, oh no, you did, you like, you brought down the group's average. I want another sneak check from specifically you. Like, there should be amount of flexibility on on that. Yeah, the G- or I mean, you could that's, you could that's have that's that GM. It. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if, if everyone's wearing stealth leather armor and one yeah. person's in full plate, and you're trying to sneak into the yeah. you know the the fortress, it means nobody can ever sneak. Right. Yeah. You know, but it, but in theory, if it was like, well, if it's just a flat roll based on a group thing, it's like. Everyone else is going to do so much better. The the person in plate mail is basically invisible. Yeah. So yeah. if you you know a, a good GM should hopefully and and, know with, when and there should always be scenarios in which oh the reason why I snuck so well is 
we've been picking moments in which there's a loud noise coming from down the hall mm -hmm. and we're picking those moments yeah. and i'm so good at sneak yeah. i can look at the guy in play and go no 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 yeah about to say like no, no, no. You know, yeah the person in play's got like the, 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 the yeah. visor over their face just a little slit and they're like just just tell me when to move yeah. <laughs> just yeah. tell me yep. when to go yep. it's like right nope now. the the bells are ringing yeah. okay yeah. okay <laughs> it's going to stop for a second okay if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So that being said, we currently don't have any pen penalties to sneak for armor. I almost think that, uh, uh, not for shields. Yeah, because you can just, whatever. Yeah. But, but I think for body armor, should you take a negative equal to your armor? Yeah, that's great. Should yeah. you? Negative, Bait, negative like, all stealth checks? Or like hiding. Mm -hmm. I like I like that as base, and then there could be exceptions to that. We're like enchanted or whatever. Well, or even just this chainmail is made out of something that doesn't clank together the Spider way that you expect goop. it to clank. Yeah. Yeah. This one only takes a negative one to yeah. stealth instead of six. Um, really fancy. Or like I specifically want <laughs> to make a metal that when it clanks together mm -hmm. with itself, mm -hmm. it makes no like negative noise it's like vibranium yeah it's, it's, it's made of diron so it's like <laughs> that's well, that's mithril buddy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more you move the less sound can be heard around you yeah no in fact i <laughs> i i have i have in one of my banked items it's just called a, a hit like something something's hidden blade and it's a just a knife that when you when you expect it to touch metal and make noise it makes so little noise it's unnerving you're like it, does, it absorbs right. sound. You're like, I don't like that. It. I don't like that at all. So, I don't like any of this. <laughs> kind of folding into previous stuff into this conversation. Um, we, we'll add. Actually, I think I want to include shields because they're heavy. Like, yeah. The, okay. So it, it the biggest armor you get from a shield is two. If you're yeah. wearing a heavy shield, a, a tower shield, basically, you just take negative two. Um, so we talked about sneak attacks being out of our system. How much of a benefit do we want to give the party 
for attacking somebody who's unaware of them. I would say they lose they lose any bonuses to dodge from their totally. intellect and and dexterity. Yeah, because they're not participating in the in the action right. at all. Okay, so your chance to hit goes up dramatically. Yes, and when you roll for battle readiness, you will get um, uh, maybe an extra plus five. Your group gets a plus five. Sure. If if the targets are unaware. Mm. Yep, makes sense. All right, that's easy. Uh, here's another chance. Should, should oh. there be bonus damage? Should you be able to? And I I don't even want it for the full. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be a thing that you can take a full round on. Because I, I don't I that sounds like too much. Yeah. I would like the like unawares first strike number one shot. You just have a chance of like nope. Okay, all right, okay. I don't think so. All right, and the reason the reason why is because if we give them all these bonuses to hit, which other systems don't, like like well they they get some bonuses to hit, but not this large. It they should at least be able to maybe take out one person. Right. So the but I think that's the fact that you're going to probably hit this attack. You're going to get to do it and you don't have to do it in combat. Mm-hmm. It's going to provoke combat and you're going to get a super big bonus to who goes first in a way that that you can do all your setup because you get to take a move action. If it's out of combat, can you use an encounter and have it not count for your encounter? Oh, not, it's a scene. Well, the whole thing scene, but the whole thing is not count and I don't mean that ability isn't spent, but your overall scene count doesn't change. I don't think so because I think people would only use scene abilities for that. Oh, that's what I want to have happen. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know because I think the purpose of the scene ability is that it's happened so recently it's taxing on you, right? And it's you just did it at the start of this combat. Well, it's, it depends on the context too because if you're like, again, to go to the bandits in the woods scenario, if you want to spring a, you know an ambush on them, that's one thing. But where Liam's talking about Oh, there's this one guard a, patrolling the guard post. This is a prepared attack. This yeah. is, a, yeah, this is one guard patrolling the guard post. His back is to me. I'm going to Rambo him, you know, come up and, and just take him out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one and done. You don't even need the whole team to do this one thing. So this is a su- well, surprise attack, maybe. We call it surprise attack instead of sneak attack. Like Yes. If they're totally unaware of you, what bonus should you get for a surprise attack? So definitely the hit, the chance to hit is enormous. Is great, yeah. Should it be a flat bonus damage? Maybe if you crit, I, I, it's got to be based on your level. Yeah, it's got to be based on your level. It's got to scale with you, and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be at level zero. It shouldn't be something when you hear it, you go, "Whoa!" How about how about automatically crits? That scales with you too. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not because I was about to say double damage. And I'm like, that's way no, too that's much way too system. much. Uh, so if you successfully hit on a surprise attack, uh-huh. automatic crit. Automatic but only the first one. This isn't a whole round. No. This is the yeah. thing that initiates combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah, I don't want a scenario of I we have one tank. And, and you have a plus five bonus five to hit in addition to that? Uh, uh no no. Um sorry. You let's take away the bonus to uh battle readiness. Yes. Okay, the, the plus five bonus. Let's do um if you hit and you're likely to, it's mm-hmm. a, it's an automatic crit. It can only it's only once per opponent. So, for instance, if your whole group is setting up behind a group of people, once per opponent is nice. Once yeah. per, yeah, I like that. So that way, it, if as soon as the as soon as everybody has taken their surprise swing for a surprise attack, it's over. And I like that mainly just because of the amount of time and energy investment into setting it up. Because you can imagine a scenario in which a combat encounter barely happens because of this. Yeah, you will take half an encounter combat encounter time going like 
Okay, okay. we're going to do I all these stealth yeah. checks. We're going to do all this. What we're about so, this move. So in other words, uh, let's say there's four of you and you're uh, there's only the, the one guard on the drawbridge. Only this could only be applied to one target, despite the number of people. So yes. it's not. It's not. We all get a crit yeah. hit on him. It's just one person gets the crit hit on him. Who's it gonna be? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that person gets to react to one person attacking them. Sure, sure. All. Yeah. Okay. I just. I'm just thinking of the stealth fireball. Oh, that's a weird yeah. light. It looks like it's yeah. getting closer. Ah! <laughs> well, the whole thing is, <laughs> I think the whole idea is it would have to be coming from. You'd have to be blindsided by it because there. Let's be real. There's been a lot of times where especially animals have been coming at you. You've mm-hmm. been doing something and then you look up and you're like, there's a cat or yeah. something just coming yeah. at me. And you're like, fuck. It's from behind. You're like, oh, it's getting kind of warm out or, here. And then or, just, <laughs> or just even a tennis ball. You get kind of weird, like caught yeah. unaware by a tennis ball. You're like, fuck, that sucked. I think they still get their armor bonus because we're just reducing the hit. If yes. you can't get oh, through no. on a crit. Totally arm. Yeah. No, armor is not a thing you have to. Armor is paying attention while you're not. Yeah, but also there are things that I think we eventually should do with armor for specific enemies, where paying attention, like mm-hmm. using your armor as a as a thing that you use to fight with, should be a thing. But yeah, if you if you have plate mail on, they still they ding you in the chest, and they're still like, still plate. Yeah, but you didn't know I was there, so. Right. Okay. <clears throat> now here's the thing. Let's let's talk about that scenario real quick where everybody surrounds the brigands yeah, around yep. the fire. Each person picking their own brigand does not get to do a group stealth check. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Each brigand is is going yes. to be trying to they get their own chance to see each person each individual person going after them. Yeah. No, you have to put the time and energy into this, but it, when you're when you're sneaking down a hallway, Different. like the idea of doing a group check on it is literally for ease of use as a party. Yeah. In situations in which you have to fuck up for something to be bad. This you need to do well and be rewarded for it. You need to be a stealthy party. And your dude wearing chain needs to do a good job and goes like, all right, everybody. I'm doing just, all right. You know what? I'll just wait till you this do the first right. round. How about, how about I'll just take off my armor because we're likely to kill or, everybody right now. Or even I'll hang back. There's only going to be one. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Each one of you gets an attack against the one person who didn't see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you roll battle readiness. Here's the thing. We have battle order. We have battle readiness. Mm-hmm. Lingo across games at this point is initiative for what we're calling yes. battle readiness. Do we want to just change it to initiative and save the save it's the fine. confusion? Because the two terms are already so yep. similar. Yes. Okay. I, I do want battle order to be different than whatever the term is currently. Because battle readiness. Or, or no, whatever the nomenclature for, for a regular tabletop is. Because it is different. Because it is zippered. Yeah. Well, they call so they call that also initiative. initiative yeah. So I we'll, want I want battle order to remain a thing. Yes. So initiative in in Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, space RPGs, in Star Wars, and everything. It's, yeah. it, initiative is who goes first, and the order in which people go from then on. Instead, we're going to have initiative be the thing you roll to start the combat, and then battle order is the order in which you proceed and each encounter from the GM has a specific layout of when they go. Initiative is who goes first, what goes second, I don't know goes third. I'll (laughs) strangle you to death right now, Doug. (laughs) I'll die laughing. So I've got got three different ways we have determined initiative, basically, Uh what battle order used to be, or what battle order now is. And uh, we got to pick one. Combined dexterity score of all players represents a group's battle readiness, the battle readiness of NPCs 
is a predetermined score. When a combat scene begins, the players choose one of their members to roll a d20 and add their group's battle readiness. Yes. The GM does the same for enemies. Whoever rolls highest goes first. Or it equals the average level of the group plus the stat associated with the first person in battle order. Mm-hmm. Or the average level of the group plus dexterity or intellect of the one person rolling. Let's say in honor of Galen, let's do door number one. Because mm-hmm. just thinking of some people trying to take the average of something. I want to do this. I want to make it so that initi- who rolls initiative is determined by the instigator of your party. Okay. So instead of the group electing somebody, the enemy spot you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever rolled the worst on on being spotted, that person has to roll initiative for the group. And there's there's still the bonus from the group? Yes. Okay, then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And what, what stat are they rolling? I'm saying just dexterity. Yeah. Well, intellect makes sense, too. It does if you're prepping. It doesn't if you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think dexterity is way is well, but more. But this, this is if you've been seen, like if you've been discovered. Just just as a, as a as a example case. But the reason why I think intellect still makes sense is if you are aware enough to realize you're about to be attacked, mm. you're more you're likely. Right. Yeah. Okay. And also, it just there are caster classes that dexterity just doesn't yeah. come up. Yeah. So and it uh, does feel like you're punishing them unduly. So let's make it in, in electro dex, whatever's highest. Let's make it instead of the average level of the group, your level. Yeah. Okay. Just your level. Um, because you're not rolling on behalf of the group. You're rolling on behalf of yourself, who is then alerting the group. Yes. Okay. And if it's if, if everybody gets seen at the same time, GM just picks somebody at random. Yeah. Well, just or, or it could be randomized, or the the group can elect a person. Yeah. Um, if they're not seen. Yeah, the group can elect a person, and it's their level plus dexterity or intellect they decide. Or the GM picks somebody to roll based on the circumstance. Yes. Okay. Because in cir- circumstances which you're electing to do it, mm-hmm. you're picking a leader, you're having them go for it. Yeah. yeah. You're, it, somebody might be higher level than the, yeah. the rest of the group and have a high int or dex, and you pick them. But <laughs> if your scoundrel's caught stealing chocolate... That's when it starts. Your scoundrel <laughs> makes the roll. Who's stealing chocolate? Okay. <laughs> All right, the fucking kids from Willy Wonka. Like, that's that's a campaign. Augustus Galoop. So uh, last time we talked about opposed roles for skill checks and the idea that we don't really like them as a concept. We'd rather have the players roll against a set number or a defense or something like that, so that it's actually easier for the player to say that they want to do something and the GM to just set a difficulty rather than having the wild swinginess of yeah. two different roles when that's not how anything else works in the game. Yeah. And I fifth edition has this weird thing with spells in which you roll against you don't roll against defenses. Your spell has a set potency and then they have a defense stat and then they roll and there's something really backwards about it to me to yeah. make an attack and then have your GM roll. I'm like just let me you can reverse all the numbers yeah and it would be functionally the same it is only more fun to have i the get to roll. roll a die like why did you set it up this way and why are you doing it to set casters apart maybe it's because of the, people complained in fourth edition about the lack of saving throws so when you add saving throws um to something your skill has a set difficulty to overcome with a save 
and it just reverses every part of you making the attack. It just seems it seems weird and backwards. It is weird, and it takes more time. And and also the, all the math behind the difficulty of your spell to overcome is more complicated than it yeah. needs to be. Well, he'll roll a number, and I'm like, seven, that seems good, right? Like, GM rolled seven. How how good could this bonus be? This is a 16. And you're like, no, he makes it. And I'm like, cool, I guess I'm not doing this spell again. Cool, awesome, awesome. For, for example, really good. For, for people uh, who don't know what we're talking about, which would be pretty few if you're already listening to this podcast, Saving throws are things like will saves, reflex saves, and fortitude saves primarily. Which Could you explain what those are? Sure. Uh, will save would be that you have to roll a die anytime something attacks your mind yep. or tries to convince you of something or whatever. Psychic damage stuff. Yeah, or even just there's an illusion that you're trying to see through. Mm-hmm. Reflex saves is like somebody sets off a fireball, roll a reflex save. Mm-hmm. If you make it, you only take half damage. Otherwise, you take full damage. Fortitude saves are like you drank some poison. Yeah. How affected are you, are you by this poison? Take a you know, fortitude damage. Uh, those are... They function. I don't want to say they don't function. But the problem is the reversal of responsibility for defending and the rolling. Because you feel like you've made an attack, and now... This person's rolling against the attack you made. Now it's out of my fucking hands. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, it's because in our system, I don't I don't like that because I would like the person attacking being the one who spends momentum. Yeah, yeah, and also being the one that looks at that one and goes, "I fucked up." Yep. So currently, our defenses that people have are based on their ability scores. Yeah. So uh, other than dodge and armor, which are their own defenses, but if you want to attack somebody's mind, you have to roll against their composure defense or their intellect defense which is 10 plus their score i don't know right right now the only issue i'm seeing is that somebody can make a huge roll against somebody's endurance endurance defense and it feels like the endurance defense doesn't scale at the same way that the uh attack bonus would scale uh-huh and maybe you're maybe it's offset by the fact that when you're attacking those defenses specifically if you're trying to hit somebody you don't roll against reflex defense you roll against their dodge yeah but if you're trying to attack somebody's mind, you're rolling against their composure or intellect defense, depending on the ability. And you don't really get a negative, but I think that we can set it up so that the GMs are empowered to add bonuses to the person's defense based on context. Or even just have the attack, that specific attack, scale the same way. If we know how those things are supposed to scale as as you hit levels mm-hmm. rather than steps... Or just we can we can just be like okay this is a difficulty level of roughly you know this mm-hmm. level in this realm they only get a plus two because that's roughly what they're gonna be at or we want this to hit this amount of times we're like something like charm that is a bigger ask mm-hmm. that doesn't get an attack bonus the same way as something as like flee from me yeah, so those what, are those are mm-hmm. two different sets of difficulty in an attacker. Sure. Or you could say, like, you're trying to charm somebody who's actively attacking you. It's like, all right, I'm adding 15 to their composure defense as a compounding difficulty. Because fuck yeah. you. Right. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah. If someone goes to punch you and you just charm them on the way to the punch and they stop and face waterfall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I the, the, the is it 
I don't want to overcomplicate or I, I feel like this is where we're going to face the most amount of compl uh, complications that we faced in a while. Well, so, so I'm saying in a way to streamline it, could you just say that as a GM, you're planning an encounter and you know that the, as far as like saving throws and stuff like that goes, couldn't you just say like one enemy, the boss of this group of wizards has an, an immunity to a certain ability? Sure. So it's like instead of having to think about like what the player does to overcome that if you as the GM are like okay well they're hitting this the the top wizard with this mental ability so I have to do the equivalent of a of a will save just for that as opposed you know what I'm, do I, am I making sense you are the the thing is you've already reversed it though yeah so so you're saying you have to do the equivalent of a will save you don't you you if you're doing an attack you're the one making the roll if there is a consequence for having done that, like a magical like slapback or something like right. that, then the GM is rolling against you now. Right. I'm thinking, but I was only thinking in terms of like from the player's perspective. If I'm thrown like, why isn't this thing freaking landing, and why is the GM keep doing this? Like, you can figure out. Oh wait, he's probably immune to random thing. Yeah. And then you, it, as opposed to like, okay, you just hit oh. the you hit the bad guy. Now roll again for I, something I, else. I will say I do want the GM to be able to say to players this person is immune to this, or you didn't hit hard enough. And I want that to feel different in a lot of cases. Now, right. you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know that somebody is immune to something unless you saw it fail, right. unless you passed, which I wanted to talk about a little bit next time, which are knowledge checks. If somebody's like, how come that didn't land? You'd be like, you can roll yeah. a check and try to determine how, you know, and you can use your intellect to try to deduce, or you can rely on your profession and add to that to see if you have knowledge of this creature. And you would know that this creature is immune to those things. So I want to put that B in our bonnet about mm. defense, attribute defenses. I know we've talked about it before, but not in really good depth. Yeah. And let's try to create some things next time that can target those defenses so that we can argue against using <laughs> attribute defenses so that we can make it better. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, I feel like that does it for today. That's quite a lot. Sorry to shotgun blast everybody with a ton of really quick things, but that's this is the bookkeeping portion. It's going <laughs> to take a lot of refinement to get everything yeah. just down to size. And, and we're still in refresher mode and, and yeah. still mm -hmm. definitely in... I feel like we took a great moment coming back to it to like get fresh eyes, mm -hmm. sand some stuff down, um, and get this more playable, which, uh, by the way, I also think it's pretty playable as someone who's ran, ran a is. couple of games. It is. Like, the stuff that we don't have explicitly written down, it's not difficult to fake. Yeah, you, you just... If, if you're trying to play this system and you get access to the wiki once it's up and you just want to run it, or, you, or you're a patron, you've had access to the rulebook the whole time at the $5 tier, and you just want to run it, anything that's not there, please just freewheel and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you, you might find something... Uh, there's only four of us here, and if you're, if you're a patron, you get to talk to us on the Discord, you can let us know there, or you can comment on the episodes yeah. themselves. So thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. And if you have comments or suggestions, like I said, our Patreon is patreon.com slash RPGFS, or you can search us in Patreon at RPG from Scratch. Our $2 and up patrons can find us on the Omniverse Discord. Our $5 and up patrons get episodes early, and they get access to all the rulebooks and graphics and everything that we create and supplement to that. Uh, on Twitter, we are at homebrewombres, and on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash RPGFS. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.